The Ryan Tuberty Show on RTE Radio 1 with Elevon Merchant Services. Growing your business is easy peasy with us by your side. Good morning all, this is Ryan Tuberty with you. It's Monday morning, it's the 10th of January, it's 2022. Good to be here and good to have your company. We're here till 10 o'clock. The text number is open, it's good to go, it's working, this is good news. 51551, that's the number. And you can email away if you wish on ryan at rte.ie. And thank you to Baz Ashmaway for doing the honours last week. Great to hear him and actually got to see him to say thank you uh, on Friday night on uh, the the Late Late Show. So it's great to be back uh, in the seat and with you uh, for here on in. Um, we, we, I had a, had a great old break. It was it was lovely. I hope you all had a nice time. I feel, it feels a bit after the event now, so I won't go on about it other than to say that it is a beautiful morning in Dublin. It's very, very mild. I kind of went out going... Do I do go Aaron again? I've gone full Aaron sweater this 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 uh, winter, and I'm, I'm and I'm really enjoying. I've got a couple of them, and they're lovely, and I wear them a lot now in a way that I hadn't. I suppose when I saw Adam Diver wearing it on uh, the House of Gucci, I thought, well, if it's good enough for Diver, <laughs> I think I'll take a chance myself. To be quite bloody honest with you, and uh, but it does a great job in, on the windy walks by the sea, so that's a good news story for me. And um, so today is, is actually very very beautiful. So if you're if you're in the frame of mind to go for a walk, get the hell out of there. One of the um, paper stories today is that Neffet were kind of a bit divided on whether or not they should have closed the pubs early. Neffet had said, close them at five. The government said, we'll close them at eight, for God's sake. And as a pub goer myself, I find the eight o'clock curfew <laughs> really hard. <laughs> it's bonkers because you're just going, it's eight o'clock. Oh, i kind of just getting stuck. Why, why, why do we bother coming out? And in fact, it's kept us out. And I suppose that's the whole point of it. But they were saying that there was a division in them among Neffet and that a lot of them said look it's a totally over the top reaction um, internationally by comparison we don't really need it, need it as much so they might change their mind on that I know personally uh, and professionally uh, particularly the audience situation I'd love I'd love my audience back uh, on, a, on a Friday night we can't have one because uh, no live audience after 8 o'clock uh, entertainment which I totally understand by the way I'm not not a gripe I just said looking forward to the brighter times when, when they can come back um, and uh, so it'll, it'll all come down the track, but hopefully sooner than later, uh, although the numbers are extraordinary. And then I, I look at the ICU numbers and they seem very, very low compared to previous months and weeks. And I think, well, that's got to be a good thing. So I hope you're all doing OK. I find that it, it's not so much a great, it's not, this, this, this variant seems to be less destructive and more disruptive. Would that be fair to say that because of the close contact situation, um, that's very disruptive. Hopefully they might look at, they've been talking about it now for a couple of weeks, this idea of saying, if you're close contact, keep going. You know, just don't, don't, it doesn't matter as much. Um, and if you have the thing itself and you're, you're, you're vaccinated and boosted, five, you're down for seven days as opposed to 10 or five and, and, and this kind of thing. I think that we'll get there softly, softly. Uh, we'll, we'll get there together. I spent a lot of the uh, break uh, watching stuff and reading stuff. That's come as no surprise to you at all. Uh, managed to get to the cinema once with the Girtles and uh, they treated me to uh, the Stella in Rathmines. Have you been to the Stella in Rathmines? It is the most beautiful cinema you could possibly imagine. It's like stepping into a scene from The Great Gatsby. It's so beautiful and old-fashioned and um, 
uh, the, the, even the, the, when you get your Coke with your popcorn, it comes in a, in a glass with ice. I mean, it's that good. The big red plush seats. The toilets have gentlemen written above them and ladies, depending which toilet you're going to, in deco lettering. I mean, it's that attention to detail. So we went to see West Side Story there, which is a film I'd never seen. I haven't seen the original. Um, I was curious to see what Steven Spielberg did with the remake. Wondered why he'd bother, because I was always told the original was a classic and didn't need to be remade. Uh, didn't realise how savage it is towards the end. It's pretty, pretty heavy going on. There's a full-on assault, and attempted assault, and then people uh, die in the most awful circumstances. So, because uh, I, I, I always think of it, and then you're looking at it going, jeez, no one told me about this bit, or that bit. Oh, God, we kind of go, oh, came out a bit deflated. Delighted with the experience, but uh, deflated by the the, the, the sad story. But it, it 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 got great reviews. And looking at the Golden Globes today, um, they were announced last night. There was no ceremony. It was just seemed to be kind of just kind of went. It's like the Golden Globes were essentially dropped last night. There you go. They're having some restructuring of their Golden Globe committee or what have you. So they just said there you go and ran away. And but it, and they won a few Oscars for the best actress and supporting actress were in there for. And I think Best Musical as well, is that right? Am I looking at it here? Yeah, well, it, it beat Tick, Tick, Boom and Licorice Pizza and Don't Look Up as a comedy and musical, or, or musical, I should say. So West Side Story did a job. So there you go. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I liked it very much. Um, I don't know who the lead actor was, but I felt he was not quite up to it um, in terms of um, screen presence or vocal or chemistry with his leading lady. So uh, that would be a, a bit of a no for me. But otherwise... Thought it was a splendid experience. I was in the best company I could have been in and the best cinema I could have been in. So winning all around. Um, just while I'm talking about a few things, I saw The Lost Daughter I saw with uh, Olivia Coleman, um, And that is grim. Just you want to be in a pretty strong frame of mind to watch that. It's, it, but it's, it is, it's, it's excellent drama. But Jesse Buckley, who I often talk about and praise, it plays young Olivia uh, Coleman in uh, throwbacks, flashbacks. And she is uh, just, as always, superb. And Paul Meskell's in it in, in kind of in a smaller role, but equally as impressive. There's a lot of Irish in The Lost Daughter. Don't Look Up has been talked about as one of the most watched things over Christmas. And that, I, got, I thought that was very entertaining. Really enjoyed that. The, the, the ludicrous side of media and politics and everything. It was great, great old fun. So there was much to watch, which was great. And season, not to mention season five of Gamora, by the way, one of the best things I've seen on TV. It's just if you haven't got into Gamora and you like to say love, hate, and you want to go to Naples and watch it again with the, with the, the Napolese, um, go for it. Just great. The Hand of God, also another mad film, beautiful film, off the wall film. I really, really enjoyed that. Uh, so in the Golden Globes, who else won? The Power of the Dog won Best Picture for that, uh, Best mo- Movie. Yeah, that's the one I was saying to you about Benedict Cumberbatch. That's good. And Kenneth Branagh won for Best Screenplay for Belfast, which I have yet to see, but I'm looking forward to it. And The Hand of God it was nominated but didn't win. Drive My Car won that. Nicole Kidman won an award there. Will Smith for King Richard. Uh, West Side Story, that's Rachel Zegler. And Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom. And Ariana DeBose for uh, West Side Story. And Cody Smith-McPhee, he was very good uh, in The Power of the Dog. So a lot of that. And then... A um, lot of uh, TV, of course, Succession won Best TV Things. And as you'd, as you'd expect, we've talked about it so much. And Kate Winslet for Mare of Easttown, she won an award there. Michael Keaton, who I love, was a one for Dope Sick, another super, superb uh, drama. So lots of good stuff happening uh, there. Now, um, elsewhere, what have we got for you? 
Uh, oh yeah, because I, I thought it was. I think it was, must have been Stephen's day. I looked out and uh, in the bit of garden uh, that I have, and there enough, uh, out popped uh, the buds, and I thought, God, that was quick. I was delighted to see that. But yet I read today that spring flowers, they're in bloom. It's great. But flowers are not expected to be out until at least April. We're seeing in bloom already. And this is daffodils and violets and irises. But botanists were concerned by the flowering of the bulbous buttercup and the hawthorn tree, also known as Mayflower, as they were not expected to be in bloom until May and April. And this isn't good news because early blooming can be dangerous to plants because late frost can destroy the leaves and the blossoms that have emerged too early. And equally, the nerves are gone for the, the birds and the bees. The nerves are gone because they're going, what time is it? Oh, no, 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 I didn't set my alarm for this. And suddenly the buds are coming out and I don't know where to go. So they're freaking out because it's it disruptive to ecosystems. Because species that rely on each other, like plants and insect pollinators, they're all out of sync with each other and go, what are you doing here? It's way too early. Gosh, you could have at least called. And they did, no, no, it's, it's, it's uh, the climate change, so we could, we could, it's not our fault. And so they're all having kind of catastrophic uh, crisis talks now among themselves as to how they're going to keep pollinating and, and uh, keeping the show on the road. Uh, so just, it's beautiful and to see them and it's very hopeful, but you'll still be going, what? Uh, Ryan, you probably have thought of this, but could, uh, text already. Good morning, by the way. Great to have you with us again. Uh, but you could re- record the Late Late Show at five o'clock in the, in the evening and broadcast it at 9.30. And I don't think it would lose anything. Well, I appreciate that, the, uh, the uh, armchair producer there. It's, uh, <laughs> well, I remember when I got the job of The Late Late Show, somebody said, everyone in Ireland is a producer of The Late Late Show. And I thought it was a great expression. And and in fairness to, to you, it, it is something that crossed our mind. But i be honest with you, it's very, kind of hard to explain this. But live television is uh, not to be trying to, 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 to present or explain television, but but live television is so much more different to recorded TV. Uh, being on it and and presenting it, there's um, a sense of, there's a frisson um, in live that you simply don't get in recorded. So that's why we pride ourselves on the live element of The Late Late Show and the fact that it's 9.35 and we're just go. And it's an adrenaline rush, obviously. But it's it's much more preferable than a pre-recorded experience, even without an audience. So we just uh, keep on marching. But thank you for your for, for your suggestion. But I also think it's only going to be for another two or three weeks, and I think we should be uh, out of the woods by then in terms of audiences. I say that <laughs> with qualified uh, expectations and hope. I must thank you, says Patricia in Tipperary. Oh, I'm only on the air 10 minutes and already a thank you for your frequent recommendation of Louise Penny's Chief Inspector Gamache series. Ah, oh, I love it so much. I treated myself to a box set of the first five books. Brilliant. And uh, I'm currently on number five. Safe to say that I have immersed myself into the worlds of, uh, of Three Pines. I'm getting to know the wonderful characters. So thank you. Well, you should listen back to the interview then with Hillary Clinton and Louise Penny uh, before Christmas where... Uh, they were in just flying form and we had a great old chat about all of their their books and things. But I'm so happy to hear that you got into that because I think it is the most pandemic-friendly series of crime uh, detection that you could possibly get. He's a lovely character, Gamash um, himself. There's also an edge to it and it's well-written. So it's not just, um, you know, Pollyanna, cosy crime. There's there, there's an element of that in it, but it's not. It's, it's, it's a bit more edgy than that and based in Canada, but a beautiful uh, character study. Of that detective and his uh, and his um, adventure, so that yeah, wonderful. Glad to hear that, Patricia. If we view the the pandemic, says Bob, as a raging forest fire that will very soon burn itself out from lack of material, it might be some comfort. Well, that's true, and um, it's raging along. And I know that the schools have seemed to be they pulled it together, kept their act together, and good on them. And and they've been interrupted for sure. The only thing I would say is is the chill factor in schools. I'm hearing. 
is really tough with the windows open and it is cold. Now, today they should be okay, but on the, on the colder days, not a pretty thing. So fair play to everyone for keeping that show on the road. Really remarkable. The Betty Valentine was on. I had the pleasure of going to the Stella on Stephen's Day to see West Side Story with my daughter, Hilary, and her husband, Jabba. And the cinema was so lovely. It was a real treat and definitely recommended. Yep, I have no vested interest in the place at all other than it is beautiful and they show great movies. We were meant to go and see... It's a Wonderful Life on Christmas Eve, but uh, COVID got the better of that plan. And um, in fairness, they pushed it forward uh, to post close contact lockdown. Um, and that's good news. It just I know a lot of people met out and about and said, oh, I hope you're OK. I did not have COVID. I was not sick at all. Just a close contact. So and uh, everyone is good and everything is well. So but thank you for asking. I uh, just wanted to clarify that. I haven't got a second uh, whack of that, but I'm glad, glad to say. Uh, Ed Sheeran in uh, featuring in the, some of the papers today, largely because John Sheen was talking in the Sunday World yesterday about Ed Sheeran's performance of Raglan Road on the Jewel Holland's uh, Jewel Holland's um, Hootenay, which is a very popular show on New Year's Eve, uh, out and about the place. Now I I didn't hear, but I have a, I have a bit of it. He seems to be humming it rather than singing it here. Um, and you might hear another superb singer with great Irish connections, Joy Crooks, uh, singing along in the background. Here's what you, here's here's how it actually went. Ed Sheeran I don't know what happened to the, the lyric sheet but certainly it, 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 that, that was him on, on Jules and um, John Sheehan of the Dubliners said I wasn't impressed and I'm sure Patrick Kavanagh or Luke weren't impressed either Ed Sheeran has a beautiful voice he's a very talented man but I was disappointed with his interpretation he said even on the first verse Ed Sheeran didn't stick to the melody it's a very simple ancient melody and I think it should be left in its own natural Perfection. He says, I think there are certain things in life that shouldn't be interfered with or try to be improved upon. I mean, you wouldn't try to improvise or improve on the Lord's Prayer. It's like getting a Rembrandt or a Picasso and trying to improve on that with daubs of paint. John, John Sheen, talk about keeping the keeper of the flame. What a, what a great guy to have in your corner. Uh, if you were a song or a piece of Irish heritage, good on him. And uh, he has uh, since uh, offered to record... Uh, Raglan Road with Ed Sheeran in a, with a view to rescuing it from Ed's clutches. Uh, so that is uh, that, that would be an interesting um, matchup, wouldn't it, uh, between John and Ed, two lovely guys, uh, recompensing, shall we say, for the situation. <laughs> uh, that, uh, that we will wait to see. Now, text, uh, I didn't enjoy The Lost Daughter at all. I kept waiting for something to happen. Great performance, though, by Jesse Buckley, who I love. But overall, I was disappointed. Loving Jesse Buckley's album, Wild Rose. Great voice. Yeah, she played, she sang from that on The Late Late Show one night and it was such a knockout. Her, she, she's a great singing voice on top of everything else. Frank is in Dublin listening to you while at working, working at a PCR testing centre. It's day nine, day nine of a 12-hour shift. Crikey, I've had a 12-hour shift a day, so I'm now almost 98 hours working since Sunday the 2nd of January, but feeling fine. Well, to you, uh, Frank, wish you well, and everyone working at those uh, sites, you're doing a great service, and 
Uh, keep, I hope the spirits are, are high and you're doing okay. Uh, watched all the films you're talking about over Christmas. The Lost Daughter, Power of the Dog, great acting, but both are like watching paint dry. Uh, best film on Netflix is called Fracture. Oh, is that, I think that's Anthony Hopkins. I think I was going to have a look at that. Uh, waiting on Belfast and hoping I won't be disappointed. Yeah. Yeah, I find sometimes the, the Netflix thing is fine. You think, oh God, that looks great. Just kind of then, then it feels like eating your greens sometimes. Going, okay, well, it's good, but it's not brilliant. And then I miss. I kind of do a little bout of nostalgia. Go, you know what I'd love? I'd love to go to Extravision, and I'd love to just look at all the pictures of the videos and say, okay, now I'm going to pick up the box, look at the back of it, and go, okay, that looks really good. I, I for some reason, it's a bit like you know, I wouldn't be a big Kindle guy. I need to go to the bookshop and pick it up and then flip the pages and say, okay, that's good length, and I like the look of the cover, and it seems smart, and I like the recommendations. Uh, whereas when they keep feeding a thing, watch this, you got to watch this, you got to watch this. I don't really want to watch it. I don't really want to watch it. Please watch it. I just, I'm not in the mood to watch. Okay. You watch it and you go, yeah, it was good. It was fine. It was fine. Frog Spawn has been seen, says Caroline in Donegal. I'm jumping, am I, here? In many parts of the country since New Year's Day, which is two months early. This could be an advantage to the spawn as they'll be able to survive with the rainfall and puddles not drying out before April when they will have developed. You've thought this through. You've thought it through. Um, speaking of the, the, the self-isolation, I was self-isolating on the 23rd, 4th, 5th, 6th and 7th of December. So it was low-key Christmas, but actually really gorgeous. Did anyone else get that sense of kind of where they were? Because so many of us were, 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 were locked down or quarantining. Did any of you enjoy it, actually, rather than feel the pain of it and think, this is quite nice? I even noticed people saying the rain on Christmas Day was so intense. It was the wettest Christmas day in 80 years. It was so intense that I was kind of, oh, I can't go for a walk. Yes. You know, you, you couldn't do anything. It's kind of nice. Enforced meteorological lockdown. It's kind of nice for a little while and then you get, then, you, then that's enough now. Then 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 it's too much. Uh, you, Ryan, you couldn't move the Late Late Show for a couple of weeks to Newry and Derry or Belfast or outside the EU to the Isle of Man. That is a great, <laughs> that's a great idea. Full audience. Derry, here we come. I'm up for that. Let's do it next week. Okay. Uh, enjoyed Seamus O'Rourke on Friday night. Love Seamus O'Rourke. Uh, thank you, Aoife. Um, his book is great. Laugh out loud, funny, treat yourself. Great. Lovely man. Uh, again, talk about that expression low key, but I love his uh, way with words. And nature. Can you believe it? Says Patricia and Drahada. Imagine I found this in my garden on Saturday uh, last. It's Lolo Rosso lettuce. It's in soil that came out of green, the greenhouse in October. Mother Nature, what a lady, and picture included of, of your lettuce. Uh, and speaking of nature and everything else in between, there's a supermarket in the UK. They're scrapping use-by dates on milk because they say it's going to save millions of pints. Now, I'm, I, this catches my eye because I am a stickler for milk. I will only drink milk that I've bought that day for two days afterwards, tops, and it's gone. Like, that's the way it works. I know some people will leave the milk there until it, it, it evolves into a human shape and comes out, shakes your hand and allows you to drink it. And that's appalling. I can't do that. You know, when you pour it into the coffee and the little bits on top, that hasn't happened to me since the 80s. I just wouldn't let it happen. But they're trying to say that we need to just cut down on waste, which I do understand. So now they're going to put best before on pretty much all of its milk to encourage customers to use what they're calling a sniff test. So you open the milk and you Oh, God, I wouldn't put that anywhere. So it's a sniff test. I will not be doing the sniff test. I, 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 I look at the date. <laughs> Milk is the third most wasted food and drink product in the UK. So we all have, we, do we all have brown bins now? We all have brown bins. In the, 
And uh, there are times where I do feel quite guilty putting the waste product into the... Because, oh God, I should have um, shouldn't have bought that. Anyway, uh, milk is third. Next is uh, potatoes. And the most thing, the, the first most thing we throw out most is bread. When it goes, you don't sniff that. It just looks green if you, if you, if you don't drink, eat it fast enough. They reckon um, this is the amount of pint of milk wasted uh, due to customers following use-by labels. They reckon it's uh, 85 million pints of milk get thrown down the sink, which is an extraordinary waste and seems obscene, doesn't it, really? And they reckon that they could save uh, 7 million pints of its uh, milk being poured away every year, each year. The use-by dates are the dates until which perishable foods can be cooked and consumed safely, but best before is a guidance for when the product should be consumed to get the best quality taste and texture. So best before is basically an antigen test and used by is PCR. That's my head. Uh, more texts before we take some music. Uh, watch Fractured Yes, that's great. Thank you, Siobhan and Dunleary. That sounds like, a, I'll put that on. Fulcher, Rash, Ryan. Thank you very much, Mary in Cork. Uh, agree with your listener about uh, Louise Penny's Gamache series on a grateful recommendation from a good friend. I've become an honorary resident of the her imaginary Three Pines. Vive Gamache. Uh, well, I'm with you on that. Okay, let's take a tune. We've got uh, plenty to talk about this morning. I, I was watching Dancing with the Stars last night. God, the papers are wall-to-wall Dancing with the Stars. And you know why? It's because the world and the country uh, craved colour and sparkle and dance and music and everything that wasn't uh, a green blob that has uh, overshadowed our lives for two years. So it was a very welcome return. So we there's a new judge on, on that show. He's got a really interesting backstory, Arthur, and he's going to join us live in studio very shortly. But we'll take a little tune uh, this morning, starting with these guys. <laughs> Two-door cinema club is starting with some Irish music this morning. Is something good can work at 28 minutes past nine. And uh, I presume most of you, anyone who had an experience with a young person with COVID in the house will know that it is like, as I was saying this morning to my friends, trying to contain a nuclear ping pong ball in a shoebox. And um, it is, it's 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 tough for families. I, I would imagine if you've got a few kids knocking around and um, you have to keep, uh, keep the show... <laughs> going. Uh, I can't imagine what it's like if it's a busy house. Powdered milk tastes just the same in coffee and it stores for ages. No waste. Problem solved. From Pete and Cork. Sounds like something from the 1940s. Pete and Cork. The powdered milk is... But yeah, I know I hear what you're saying. Uh, Dancing with Stars. Brilliant. Says Eileen from Knock Nagashal. Uh, thrilled is back. The contestants so far a great bunch. Just what we need these days. And uh, just in case you're wondering, because uh, I, I didn't know this, but Dancing with the Stars was recorded last night between 6 and 8 p.m. Uh, which allowed them to uh, have the small audience, uh, which was made up of family and friends, and then everybody was gone by eight. So that's funny. And Tommy, Tommy Tiernan is also recorded in advance, so that's he doesn't have an issue there audience-wise. And we, I suppose because we're live, we need uh, to have no audience and until the rules change, and in which case, they'll be back. That By they, I mean you. I look forward to that already. And uh, watched Ed on the Hootenay show. It should also be known that it was completely spontaneous with no rehearsal. That's fair enough, Yvonne. 
and it's one of Ed's favourite songs. Okay, that's that's good enough indeed. And loads more in on all of these things. But we will uh, bring our first guest of the year, for me at least, into studio after this. Okay, lots and lots of great uh, text coming into 51551. Thank you indeed for that, including one who said I had to stop myself from pirouetting, leaping and dancing down the street on Kenmare Main Street while uh, walking the dog listening to uh, Two Door Cinema Club. The Ryan Tuberty Show on RTE Radio 1. Another follow Arthur on Instagram, he came come across as a, the, the mad, kind person we always see. And your guest this morning says, Sinead, is amazing. What a personality. So much fun. I'm laughing in a great way here. Yeah, so uh, welcome to the show, uh, says she. Uh, Ryan, I watched Ed, Ed and um, yes, uh, so you mentioned that one. Okay, very good. And more coming in on the, all of those things, which we'll get to in a moment. I, I think we'll keep the Irish music going this way. If you could see yourself from the outside in you say you don't have to be worth it it's okay and if you could see yourself from above the sky i think you'd say that you're doing fine Orla Gartland and uh, more great Irish music starting off uh, this Monday morning. Uh, and that's it, bang on 10 o'clock. Uh, thanks so much for being with us this morning. We'll talk to you tomorrow between 9 and 10. Stay tuned for Claire Byrne and have a wonderful day. The Ryan Tuberty Show. Listen back on the RTE Radio Player.